0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Emily Liedem.
1: And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we
0: have had a fantastic morning this morning on Real Presence Live with tons of great guests. If you missed any part of the show, you can go back and check it out on our website. Um, The next thing we're going to talk about and to kind of close out our show today, uh, and I think this has been a topic that's really come forward in light of COVID-19, is the care for the most vulnerable in our communities. So we have Heidi V. Vanderbeek on the line with us. Heidi, are you there? I am. Hello, everyone. Hey, Heidi. Good morning. It's a joy to meet you. First, Okay, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay, so um, I live in Ely, Minnesota. Um, I have um, three children and then married to a wonderful husband. Um, I completed the RCIA program Um in our parish right up here at St. Anthony's about 10 years ago and I just feel extremely blessed to be amongst our community and our wonderful parish that we have up here. Um, yeah, so it's just been it's been a blessing to be here.
1: So you are the Catholic Care Facilitator at the parish. In mm-hmm. what, what does that mean, Heidi? What's a yeah,
2: Catholic, Catholic Care so Facilitator? Yeah, so this position came about two years ago and I actually had um, a fellow parishioner of mine come to me And she said to me, "We have this position that is starting to try and help like those who are most vulnerable, and people who just need like help with like directing them to certain resources and support." And so, right away, um, I didn't really know exactly if it'd be something that be up or something that would fit for me and my family. But um, we prayed about it and just really had some deep thought about it. And um, it's just been one of the greatest blessings, honestly, of my life. It's just been so wonderful to work directly with people and advocate and support with um, support them in so many different ways. Um, some of the things we help with is just um, getting people connected to social services, paperwork, um, housekeeping, laundry. We've done laundry for people, bed mm. changing, um Additional like errand services, things like that, getting mail, picking up medication. Um, We've dropped food off for people, um, pet care. We've had quite a struggle with um, in our community. People need to go to the hospital and they actually won't go because they don't want to leave their dog or their cat. And Mm -hmm. so that's also where my position has like, I am that person to find a volunteer to go. See if I can find another parishioner or church member to, can you go let their cat out or, excuse me, their dog or go feed their cat. And so um, it's just um, a really huge need. Um, Because we're in such a rural area, transportation is a big issue too. So I help with coordinating of that. Um, And then just to help connect people to certain groups and things in town, you know, to help feel that isolated kind of void that people have. And so... Um, yeah, those are just some of the things. Also, little things, too, changing a light bulb. Hey, if you need help, you can just call me at church, and we'll get somebody to help you with that. Um, you need help bringing your groceries in. I mean, things like that, they seem so small, but to some people, especially the elderly folks that I help with, are so huge. So, How many volunteers do you have? So there's probably about 15 people from our church that I utilize, um, and it kind of depends. I, I really drive to once somebody is introduced to a volunteer, I'm the hope and goal is that people will build that relationship and right. have that connection so then in the future they can call that same person and say, Hey, I need my, you know, driveway shoveled or you know. Um, just that sense of not feeling alone is really so important. And I feel like so much Pope Francis does it too and he's just such a wonderful kind of like a a hero of mine in that sense, the way he ministers and stuff too. So I just feel like if we can do this kind of um, help and um, helping hand, you know, kind of ministry too, that's what I sort of feel like this is in some sense too. So,
1: so and I think Heidi, it'd be helpful for people who are listening. Ely, it sounds like it must be mm-hmm. a, a big city or something. Can you, just know, being from the area myself a little bit, how big is Ely? How big is your parish? Because I, I think yeah. that'd be eye opening for people. I
2: How big is our parish?
1: (laughs) Roughly. Like, do you have any idea?
2: About 500 is our parish. Okay. okay. 500 households, I'm sorry. And then um, the town is around 3,000, but that is usually just on, like, our downtime. So it's a big tourist town. So right now we have lots of visitors um, and lots of summer residents. So it kind of changes the dynamic of the town in the summer. Yeah, and the, um,
1: the, the reason I ask that is because I, people listening Ely is not a big town mm-hmm. and this is not a parish of thousands and thousands of families I love that this is something that the, you and the parish are, are being so intentional about mm-hmm. I think it's a, a great witness to the value and importance of Catholic community
2: yes well and then I actually um, one big part of it too is I work with the other churches in town as well I had an individual actually who lives in Babbitt which is about 20 minutes from here and he actually is Lutheran, but he really wanted to receive the Eucharist, and somebody put me in contact with him. So I've been working closely, like with the Lutheran pastor, to try and get that sense of spirituality in this man's life. And he really wanted this, and it was so nice. Like, I feel like um, so working with the other churches, too, just helps. Because my goal one day is that every church in our town, or even it would just be so nice that somebody could call. Like somebody at their church to help them with these things, because it's just people feel comfortable with their church, and um when people struggle, it's
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: we mm-hmm. should just be the first ones to help, I feel mm-hmm. so amen mm-hmm.
1: so so, what are some ways and then thinking about our own communities, Heidi? What are some ways that our listeners can look out for the needs of the people in their parishes, in their communities?
2: yeah, so. I think so and this is just something very small to start out with but just pay attention to those around you um, and then you know just know that most people do feel isolated if, and if you notice that they don't have people coming around you know maybe just start out with a smile and then a hello and then just kind of see where that goes you know um, I just feel like if we can start with those little things and maybe build up build that relationship and have that they might feel comfortable one day with saying, hey, would you help me with this? Um, I feel like that's just what we can do as individuals. Um, And then if you do know of somebody that could use help, then I come in where, you know, you can say, I've had people just give me a name of a person and then I will just call to check in on them, you know, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I go visit them if they say it's okay, you know, so that's how. But that relationship-building piece, is I just feel like that's so important you know, um,
0: what's yeah. been the gift for you, Heidi, of actually digging in and doing the work? I think a lot of times it's a whole lot easier. Can I just send a donation or can I, mm-hmm. um, you know, drop drop something off at the local Goodwill and have it disseminate from there. And I, and I'm just curious what for you has been the gift of actually coming into contact with these individuals, these most vulnerable and how has it shifted your perspective about what it oh, means to be Jesus's hands. I, and feet?
2: I just had no idea how people feel so alone. And it almost like brings me to tears because you know, these people that I've worked with, they, I don't think they have any idea how much they've impacted my life too. Mm, sure. Um, Two, I was introduced to an individual about a year and a half ago who had not seen family in 12 years. She's been by herself, and she is one of my, like, truly best friends. And unfortunately, I don't get to see her in person because she's elderly, but, like, the fact that when she sees me, she has dementia, she still recognizes my face. And Mm. it's just, it's such, it's just like God working right there. At that moment, you know, and he was the one who gave me or directed me to her, you know, and it's just, it's the most amazing thing. You just feel that um, God moment in you when you're working with these people sometimes, and it it just solidifies that, yes, we're doing the work, but we also have our Father right behind us help nudging us along throughout the whole time, and it's just amazing to me, so...
1: Amen, Therese, We've so Heidi. We just got a couple minutes left. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other thoughts that you want to share um, with our listeners?
2: Um, you know, just to you know keep keep your open hands out to everybody. Um, look for little signs. If you notice somebody um, is feels very, it doesn't have a lot of people coming around. Maybe just. Um, even knock on your door and bring them some cookies and see where that starts, you know. I just feel like that's what we can do as parishioners, as community members, to just really show people that you care. And even if it's just a itty-bitty things, I feel like that can just make the huge world of a dis- difference to someone, so...
0: Heidi, you just have a bleeding heart for this mission. It's it's really inspiring, and I think it is encouraging to all of us uh, to enter into that mission in however God is asking us to as well. So thank you so much for sharing yeah, your heart with us you. and giving us some time this morning. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day, Heidi. God, God bless you, Heidi. All right, bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
0: What a cool... Uh, title or a cool position for a parish to have really Catholic somebody that, yeah,
1: yeah. that
0: we're just, and, and sometimes I think it's funny cause we just have to institutionalize some of these things. Um, where maybe it's meant to be that that's all part of our mission and we're all doing it and yet at the same time to really make impact and to kind of get traction in a community, there's I think a great gift and and uh, wisdom in saying we're going to kind of funnel these things through this person so that they can come back out to the community. And
1: it's not just her doing it. I mean, so it's the, not the, just her the, doing it. There's the 15 it, yeah. people she says she, she works with. And I, and I wanted her to mention how big Ely is and how big the parish is because I think when people hear that, oh that must be a, a massive parish and you know, St. Paul, Minneapolis, or or Fargo, or Sioux Falls, or something like that. No, it's a mm-hmm. it's a small parish in a small town in rural Minnesota.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, what a great show today, and there's going to be more great things tomorrow.
1: Therese, what's coming up next in Real Presence Live?
0: Yeah, on the
2: next Real Presence Live, uh, Wednesday, nine to eleven a.m. Central. Hosts Doctor Todd Ferguson and Jennifer Anderson will be coming to you from our Fargo studio. They'll chat with Kathy Erlab from Women's Care Clinic about her journey to pro life work. Then we'll have Dan Johnson on to discuss the link between the health health of our body and the health of our soul. And Jeff Bates will be with us to talk about staying hopeful during times of trial. All that and much more coming up on Wednesday from nine to eleven AM Central. Thanks, Thanks Therese.
0: Therese. Yep, Staying hopeful amidst real trial. Don't we all need a little bit of that right now?
1: Staying hopeful amidst real trial. Amen.
0: There's a, there's a wisdom in that, especially for times such as these.
1: So um, we've just got like two minutes left, so I'm going to return the f- the favor that you gave to me. Where have you seen the face of Jesus Christ gazing on you in love recently?
0: The five minutes before we started recording this morning. Really? Yes. There was an, an <laughs> did you notice this? There was an immense joy yep. and uh, laughter together, yep. friendship together along with the producers on Real Presence um, in our ear on, on the phone. And I just was very attentive to this is the grace of God revealing himself in joy and friendship and in laughter. And it wasn't about anything uh, moving. I think we were talking about coffee creamer and about... Uh, what it means to be a team and all of these different things, right? Yep. It, wasn't, it wasn't about anything serious or um, moving. And yet it's in laughter, it's in joy that I think Jesus chose to reveal himself to me this morning.
1: I would like to say you can go back to com and listen to it,
0: yeah, but you can't. Unfortunately, that was, was pre-recording, was pre-rec- which is probably a good thing. Probably,
1: <laughs> probably in that case. But I think it's beautiful how just, that, that it, as you said, you were attentive to. So for us, just to every now and then, stop at that spiritual stop sign, as Deacon Harold said. Um, find the silence, in the silence God speaks, as as Father Scott Trainer said, and just recognize that he's here. He's always with us. He didn't send you and I out this morning after we prayed. He's with us right now in this studio, wherever we are.
0: Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much for the great conversation, as always, this morning. And again, if you missed any portion of today's show, you can go back and find it in podcast form on realpresenceradio.com. There's going to be more great Real Presence live coming at you tomorrow. We can't wait to be back with you next month. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. You Know that we're praying for you.
1: Amen. We'll see you soon.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central.